afternoon. You're very welcome to local media this week, Bank Holiday Weekend, and uh, it's like as if uh, the holidays are here because half the band is gone. It is indeed. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. G- Jim and David are, are Ross Lauter, but uh, uh, yeah. John S. and Pat O'Brien are here to keep the show on the road. So, Absolutely. Uh, gentlemen, good afternoon to you both. And look, 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 what a weekend your way up coming up. I mean, over the next seven days, you could be out all the time. With, with the camera and with the uh, recorder. Well, you, you'd be all festivaled out, John. Absolutely, because we have the Scarf Harbour Festival. Yeah. Uh, I'm going at the minute. See, and yeah. we have the, See, the traditional I festival. Know, uh, before we went on air, Luke had been um, saying he had been listening to the, the podcast of um, the, the yourself uh, and James Spencer. Yeah. And he was full, he was full of admiration. And rightly so, because I'd recommend anybody now who hasn't Listen heard to, yeah. the, uh, the, the uh, programme. The podcast, yeah. On, uh, I, I, not only is the quality of the questioning and interviews excellent, yeah. John, but uh, the atmospherics in the background oh, really make it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit like you feel you were there. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's great. And it was, the, the, the sound was flowing up and down. Yes, you know? yes, yes. I mean, uh, and uh, as well as... Uh, that's going in now into the archives. Oh, yeah. And next week, this weekend, and, and the middle of the week, we have Fecal Festival. Fecal Festival, yeah. And sure, Lord, you'd be working yourself and Jim, be, and Luke would be on that as well. Yeah, and we've, and we've met just a couple of the weekend as well. Matches John Fecal Festival, met yeah. just a couple. It's a very... Uh, now, John, don't mention the hurling, because we might have to start talking about the mills. Oh, and managerial scenarios. Indeed, you know. So, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we might be careful in, in, in <laughs> relation will, to we that. Will, we well, I tell you what. Now we're going to we're going to move on, and we're going to start talking about an issue that was breaking last week, and then it broke over the weekend, and it sort of changed again, because uh, AIB. Yeah. Uh, that is owned 70%, give or take, by yeah. you and me, a.k.a. Uh, <coughs> everybody in the country, as in the taxpayers, um, sort of did what I would call, if it was a, poli- a politician, they sort of um, put the finger up in the air to see what way the wind was blowing, and it wasn't yeah. blowing well. So uh, Pat Porrick McMahon has... Um, an interesting article on page six, six of the Echo, AIB must learn how to treat customers. <laughs> yeah, power gets the story here. AIB must learn how to treat customers in the wake of their reversal to scrap plans to make 70 of its 170 branches cashless. In a Steinman Killaloo, Kilgushin Shannon were due to become cashless branches from the end of September, following a shock announcement by AIB on Tuesday last. However, the bank reversed the decision amid considerable backlash from business groups, customers, family and rural organisations and politicians. In a statement announcing the U-Term, AIB said it, it recognised the customer and public is caused by the plans to, la- to no longer offer cash or cheap services. You know, so, no, that's a good one. Well, they didn't, they did, they didn't sort of uh, recognise it before they announced it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> You'd imagine that as some bit of a search term. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'd say it was recognised for them. Uh, with was the, it, with the healy rays going down to headquarters you know, and camping out probably didn't help yeah, neither. But actually, it doesn't suggest to us that as a vehicle to get change, uh, public reaction uh, mustn't be taken for granted. It would, there are certain cases, I think, over the years. Mm. And I think if you go back 
through maybe probably nine, ten years ago, you had the, the great uh, pensioners. The, the elderly. Elderly yeah. walk in Dublin. Yes. And that was, I think, uh, a bit of a wake-up to the politicians. Yeah, but it's capacity to, to bring about change. Somehow or another, time goes by and, and companies fall into this, politicians fall into the trap again. Okay? As is the case with the AIB. Um, and Pat, you were, you were talking while we were uh, uh, preparing for our show today, you were talking about uh, uh, personal experiences you had with how busy a bank can be and that we must be full of sympathy for them. Yeah, well, I, I, one time I was in, when I was uh, having the pub, when I had the pub, I um, was shocked and changed because there was a function. On, and I had run out of chain, so I was certain John was working in the night and I, I was dropping him in out of Raheem. So I went into the bank, in, the AIB in Raheem, uh, one day, and uh, I got some change, no bother. But I went in maybe two weeks afterwards, and um, there was a queue inside, and there was two hatches, and there was just one person serving, and there was a queue back along. And there was this fellow outside, he was asking people, were they okay when you went in, in the door? And of course them. you were a customer, weren't you? No, well, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not an AIB customer, no, no, I wasn't an AIB <laughs> customer. But I just wanted change, I had 50 euros in my hand. Yeah. And um, I said, you know what, he gave me, all I wanted to change, I said, I had 50 euros, I just wanted to make a change and got stuff from. So he asked me, was I a customer? So I said, no, I'm not a customer of AIB. So he said, uh, well, the policy now is that you, 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 if you're not a customer, you can't get any you want. You know, this service. is serious, eh? So, um, you're not joking now. I said, are you, I said are you serious? I said, wouldn't you be better off to be inside the, inside the counter, giving out a bit of change and to be out here? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't think, really. So he got over yeah, his um, superior anyway, and she came over and she said, uh, what was wrong? So I said, I just want to change. I said, uh, of course. Oh, she said, uh, yeah, this, this bank's policy now that you have to be a customer to get change. Mm-hmm. So I had to leave and I said, well, sure, suppose if this so, customer, you imagine yeah. customers, this, yeah. uh, if this customer yeah. service um, uh, company, yeah. that you should be looking after customers, mm-hmm. irrespective of it. It's not a big job to give out of you a couple of bags of change and now give you in the cash. Like, didn't get a bank going to hold it up the place. Yeah, right? yeah. I'd say it's safe to say, Pat, um, you, I just you, you, you're, you're still not a customer of AIB. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, like, there's a touch of this, I, I think. Uh, we, we won't spend too much on it now because yeah. we, we, we've a lot, a lot to get through. Um, a little bit like um, the, the papers not being as popular, we'll say, circulation-wise as they were, content-wise, of course, we, 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 we love to read them and all the rest of it, but the circulation figures aren't what they were. The post offices, numbers-wise, aren't aren't what they they were. Banks aren't what they were, and are going more towards, uh, we say, this cashless. We're going more towards a cashless society. We are. Like we're still trying to get rid of checks. Yeah. Uh, which you know, which are which are still there, but there's um. Do you look, do you use check yourself? I haven't uh, in a long time. No, I've I've got a few here and there, John, but. Uh, I know uh, I haven't been paid with one since 2012. Yeah. Right? And because um, I, I was one, and I was one of the last to hold out. You were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we got told for a finish. Uh, well, if you don't sort of. Uh, you lose out. If you don't g- give us bank details, you won't be getting paid. Yeah. So I said, yeah. okay, right. But um, mm. 
you know, we say some of the, there's a few new organisations that have, have come up there, like Re Revolut and N26. And you look at the likes of PayPal, the Collison brothers will say with their company called yeah, Stripe, what's right. on the back end, that's all online. You know, yeah. they, they are not a bank. They're, you know, they, 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 they provide a, a facility for, you know, we'll say if you run a shop or anything like that online, they provide the facility for all the banking side of things to work. Oh, so it is going to happen, I would imagine, at some stage. But again, um, whoever's in charge of the old PR side of things for the AIB, I'd say probably a bit red and raw after last weekend. I would, I would imagine yeah. so. But banks in general, they, they complain that... They complain that um, People were using them, but they, 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 they cut all the services out of the banks. Didn't yeah. they say, they start telling you that people don't use them. Yeah. It's the services out there that they use them. Yeah, but you have, you have the question now, Pat. I know we've spoken to you before, and we say you're carrying big lot of money into the banks, uh, you know, <laughs> cashing it there every week. But, but in general, people aren't going into banks or building societies, yeah, or credit yeah. unions, yeah. as often as they once were. And, Indeed. You know, we said the, the pandemic has only increased that. Because you, you look at the shops. You, mm. Look at a shop in a pub, or, you know, or a restaurant. If you were in a shop, pub, or a restaurant pre-pandemic, uh, especially a pub, I would imagine, you probably maybe 80 to 90% of people were paying cash. Mm. Yeah. Nowadays, oh, it's a card now. Yeah. Card now. Yeah, card or yeah. tap, you know, and and, yeah. and that, you know, so it it is it is going to happen. But but uh, in the last week, well, this week, um, yeah, you have the Galway races. How 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 do you put on the old twenty of a I I'd be sort of wondering how, how would sort of uh, things in Spencil Hill, uh, you know, would 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 the yeah, how would they roll up the old you know the cashless machine machines? Yeah, and say, hey, you tap here, you know. That'd so. be an interesting one. I yeah. Spencil Hill. Yeah, you know, there, will there be much cash? I wonder. Uh, will there be much cash floating in Galway? Oh, I'd say there would. Well, for the hardest anyway. I don't know what they're supposed yeah. to. They're supposed to have the machines now there on the track. I don't know really, John. Yeah, I, I don't. I said I, 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 I don't know too much about the bookies now myself. Man, and try well, and many years, many years ago, we were on holidays in America, Marie, myself, and the lads, and we went to Vegas. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, and Marie said, after half an hour, I'm very disappointed. I said, what are you disappointed about? Well, she said, the, uh, uh, you know, I started off buying chips mm. above, and the lady sent me down to a, a machine. <laughs> they actually preferred that all the customers yeah. would use uh, a, dispen a, car, a dispensing machine. A dispensing machine, machine okay. yeah. And uh, so she said, I'm losing the, that expectation, you know, yeah. as I place my... my Bits. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm losing the fun I anticipated. So, <laughs> And she still t talks disgustingly of how technology actually stripped her of, of the... The, the enjoyment. The enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Well, like uh, it makes things easier sometimes and it makes things harder. Yeah. Right, listen, we, we've. Uh, how, how far into the programme oh, in, are, program are we? And we haven't mentioned Shannon Airport yet, but we're going to do it now. Yeah. We're 12 minutes in. Uh, now, Paige. Luke, Luke, did we mention that Jim and David are, are, aren't here? We, we, we did. We did. did we? We, we did, yeah. yes. We, we, I, we gave them the bank holiday. We did. Yeah. So. 
page two of uh, uh, the champion. There's a few different bits now in yeah. relation to the airport. Um, figures are sort of up and they're optimistic. We say there's an article in the front page with uh, up to 40,000 expected. But page two, Aer Lingus, no intention to halt Heathrow route in near future. This yeah. was after we were giving out about it la last week. And um, they said, Dan Danner has, has the article here. Aer Lingus Chiefs has reassured local Dáil deputies the airline it has no intention to withdraw the lucrative Shannon to Heathrow slots in the near future. However, they've confirmed they have no plans to reopen its base in Shannon, stating this would not be the best option in the current climate. So uh, Aer Lingus Chief Corporate Affairs Officer Donal Moriarty uh, told Deputy Carey, which would be Joe Carey, uh, normally, the airline has three return services daily between Shannon and Heathrow, which are operational, operational before the mandated cuts due to capacity issues in the London hub. He confirmed this has now been reduced to two daily, but the company is trying to reaccommodate passengers who are disrupted by that cancellation with services on the same day, which he will sort of fail to mention will be going through Dublin. But anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Deputy Carey asked the air, how the airline decided what route should be cancelled in Dublin, Cork or Shannon. Uh, he, and Mr Moriarty said the company didn't want to cut routes but had to do it because there were mandated cuts. So that's a case of, uh, oh, we didn't want to do it but we were mandated to do it but I'm not going to tell you why we did it. <laughs> uh, why we did it through Shannon. But uh, yeah. at the end of it, um, uh, Mr Moriarty said the Heathrow slots are not dedicated to specific routes and the company made a commitment in 2015 to replicate its services for a seven-year period and secure the approval of the Minister for Finance and Transport for any disposal of slots. I, I, they had me up until they said that they'd secure the approval of the Minister for any disposal of the slots, because I can't imagine that happening. They'll just go and do it if, if it happens. But look, short term, it, it's um, slightly reassuring is how I describe it, but I still would have doubts. Well, I'm hearing, uh, lads, I'm hearing out there on the... On the the, the street, that people going on holidays abroad are increasingly trying to fit sh uh, the departure uh, point for them mm. in Shannon. There, in other words, an awakening at long last, if you don't support it, you could lose yeah, it. Yeah, well, I, I think probably half the reason for the awakening, John, is the rude awakening that uh, people would have got trying to go through Dublin. Dublin yeah. And he sort of mm -hmm. said, well, if you sort of supported Shannon a bit more and not be going to Dublin. Indeed. In the first Indeed. place. You know. Whatever, anyway. Um, yeah, well, no, we, 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 we won't uh, argue, yeah. argue about it. Um, now, just in relation to uh, the airport itself, um, it's in both papers, but Porrick has it on page six of the Echo. Yeah. Uh, do you know what an air bridge is, John? I do indeed. Uh, I got wet many times as a result of not having the availability of an air bridge to convey me from the, the departure hall uh, to my seat on board. Would that satisfy that's pretty, you? That's pretty much it, yes. And there are three new ones being installed mm. in Shannon at the moment. And uh, one is in, uh, two to be replaced later this year. And there's plans next year to replace three. the uh, three existing ones uh, of the yeah. project. So now my, my question is, will Michael O'Leary pay for these, I wonder? 
Will you, no. you, because I said if that's the only disadvantage, we'll say to well, I won't say the only disadvantage. One of the disadvantages of a, uh, getting on a Ryanair flight is uh, the plane can be a bit away. Yeah, you As you said, you you could be victim to the elements. Yeah. So it's a service uh, the airport provides, and, and consequently you'll expect there'll be a little charge. One would imagine. Yeah. But, uh, and, uh, and they were they were manufactured in China. Is really, mm. Mm. but we said I suppose it's capable of accommodating over twenty-two types of large aircraft, excluding some r- smaller regional jets, and uh, oh, a long journey halfway across the globe from Shenzhen in China. So, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good to see it. Now, Pat, there is another bit in relation to Shannon as well, just in relation to the numbers, and uh, forty thousand bank holiday flyers to use Shannon, page one of the Echo, and we said it's also on page page fourteen. Page fourteen, yeah. You yeah. know, Farrick um, has to be on page 14, but... Uh, um, no, the... Uh, Pat? Uh, yeah, 40,000 people 40, to, to land in Shannon. Yeah. Farrick and Mahan is on the clear record. We're that figure is not terribly clear whether that relates to arrivals and departures. I would imagine it's a combination of both, John. I suppose a combination of mm-hmm. both, yeah. But, but, but the important figure that's mentioned, and it, it's mentioned in the champion as well, is 87%, John. Yeah, of, of the pre... Of pre-pandemic yeah. traffic. And does 87 ring a bell with you, John? There's something like 87 ringing through from Dublin Airport. Yeah, well, now. yes, yes, in, in yeah. the total amount of passengers yeah. of, of the country, that 87% of them go, go, go yeah. through Dublin. But mm. hopefully we'll have more of them go, go, going through Shannon uh, in the future. And we'll say page seven on the champion has a nice picture there of uh, Grania McInerney, head of engineering with Shannon Commercial Properties, and John O'Leary, Shannon Airport's capital and engineering projects manager, overseeing the installation of one of the new air bridges and the two of them sort of looking proudly on. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. That, that, that's my one mention of a photograph for, for this week. Well, I, have, I have Niall Maloney this morning. He's the airport's uh, operations yeah. commercial director. And, and, uh, and he said that, that um, most, practically 97% of the, of the flights out are full out of Shannon. That's, that's why I, I think, going back, if I may Go on, burden you with... The heading, 40,000 bank holiday flyers to use Shannon. Now, if, if Shannon is trying to, uh, you know, build its, its relationship with the public, 40,000 arriving into would be more, um, uh, you know, we'd indicative. We'd like that, John. Isn't that right? But there's some, no, go, some coming in and some going out. That's what both of it, but there's no indication in the article. There isn't, no, 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 no. no. I suppose the, the question would be, John, but not everybody would be coming in and out on the one weekend. You know, you might have some people would be coming for the weekend and would be in and out. Yeah. But wouldn't but you it be could nice have people going away. Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice to know how many people yeah. came into, uh, mm-hmm. or uh, come into Ireland for the, for the weekend? I suppose, we're, I suppose it's worrying a smart bit as well that... Uh, Ryanair is responsible for flying 22 of the 27 destinations, with the remainder covered by the Lingus 3, United Airlines 1, and Viewling 1. But the last one? Uh, Viewling, isn't it? Yeah. It's the new one there to, to small, Paris. Small airport, yeah. 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 You know, like that, that's, uh, that is, uh, you, well, look, 
That, that is a very big concern, but as I said, we have to sort of, I think, crawl before we can uh, start, yeah. start to run yeah. in relation to that. And yes, what? Yeah, page 19. I knew, I'd find it, I, I knew I'd find it eventually. It's in the Shannon Town notes. And, and it says, um, numerous destinations in Spain and Malta are proving popular. Uh, and we say, you know, with 40,000 expected. And the figure is indicative of continued resurgence in airport traffic representing the famous 87% of the numbers that travelled in the same period in 2019. Yeah. Uh, Niall Maloney, uh, operations and commercial director, said, we're delighted to welcome passengers through the airport this weekend. You can see demand out there for those well-deserved breaks. This is the largest number of passengers for this period in three years. Uh, you know, he says, in addition, we have worked with the other service providers at the airport to ensure that the journey through the airport is as easy and hassle-free as possible. A great take, if ever there was one, <laughs> you know. But, uh, and you know. Um, he, he's very optimistic that we'll have extra, there'll be more flights, uh, to more destinations for 2023, and he said they'll be announced in the next three months. So. Yeah, because you know, a lot of those things, John, um, they don't, you know, you can have a summer route and a winter route. Yeah. And with certain things, you know, they they might announce it in September, but the flights might be going on sale or, you know, taking place free, next yeah. March. So uh, so we'll remain optimistic and hopefully this time next year, if we're having the debate, there'll be a lot more than 27 flights go, go, going going through. through Jim, um, on the same page, Luke, yeah. there is a, a short article uh, about stolen signs, signs disappearing out of <laughs> shops and pubs. Pat would be an authority on, on the pub signs now and their value, okay? But the article uh, wonders whether, in fact, uh, the, the signs uh, end up beyond in public houses in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably right. Huh? No. But how would, you, how would you get it out? If you... Actually, you get it out, all right? You, you just pass it up and send it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fit it in the old luggage. I, I, I have seen it myself, John. Have you? I have. But those fellas, those, those fellas picking them up and, and, yeah. and, they're, and they're, uh, you, you, you map them up and just send them off with a courier. We should like everything. There's a market. The market. There's, there's a market. A, bus a business? Yes. <laughs> yes. I know there was a break-in in my pub. Uh, huh? uh, there was a break-in in my pub in 2018 and they didn't go near the drink. They took all the old photographs and old frame photographs and yeah. signs and all up on the wall. They took all those things. Did you ever see one of them again? Oh, ever? No, no. no. I said that. I said they could be in America. You, know, you, 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 you might need to, yeah. to fly out. It now, listen, I, I'm going to move on because uh, we have a, a very serious um, topic to discuss now. What is that? Uh, there's silage bales oh, uh, no, no. Being, being used. And uh, it's page three of the champion and it's page four of the echo. And um, there's a... Yeah. A concerned-looking councillor, Alan O'Callaghan, oh, um, on the champion, and uh, Fiona McGarry is writing about it, and says, a farmer has had to use silage bales to prevent illegal encampments inside a graveyard in East Clare in a situation designed as, sorry, described as, quote, crazy, outrageous and scandalous. So the incoming uh, Cahirlook, Alan O'Callaghan, appealed to the council to put in a long-term solution Saying the problem of Ballysheen Graveyard is an ongoing one. Now, oh, John, or uh, Pat, tell us about it. Well, it appears the, the ground was given to Clare County Council for, uh, by a local farmer <laughs> to facilitate parking and, uh, outside the graveyard. And I think um, uh, some travellers came on and they parked on it. So 
I suppose they had a bit of a bit of a job in moving them on, and they didn't want to believe in it in a situation where they where they would return. So I suppose they they, they put out the the side of the page. There's a photograph in the is it on the uh, yeah page the, four of the echo of the yep. echo yeah and um, there's a, a page there where you can see the baby fresh along the side of the road. So uh, Alan is looking to that there will be some proper proper work done on, on the on the car parking area and. Um, would you take just, them away and put well, something else? Yeah, they're talking that the the, the family might take them away, but Helen is worried about the about moving on this, <laughs> uh, moving on this. But the local have... family had to put the bales out. I would not be in agreement with them being taken away until something long term is actually done, in order to stop the issue of illegal encampments. What about uh, what about uh, uh, concrete, uh, you know? Uh, removal barriers, but not by not yeah, by hand. I, I'm sure John, uh, uh, the councillor Callahan would be in favour of same, but I, I think uh, he would want them sort of put in. I'd say literally the, the concrete would be set in while the bales would be being removed. If we put Absolutely. it like that, you know. But yeah. I, listen, uh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll hear more about that, I'm sure, in the future. And just underneath uh, that, on page three of the champion. President Higgins signs off on controversial blocks bill and Fiona McGarry again and Fiona has written ex- extensively uh, in relation to the pyrite uh, issue and uh, the president has signed the legislation. A spokesperson for Arson Uchtron said quote having considered the remediation of dwellings damaged by the use of defective concrete blocks bill Mm-hmm. 2022 that's a bit of a tongue twister if ever you had one yeah. the president has signed the bill and has accordingly become law and it has it now it the terms of the scheme have been sharply criticized by campaigners in Clare and as well as Mayo and Donegal we'll say which have had a grant available like yeah. there, there are issues into it nothing none of it is, is going is going to be perfect but you know uh there was a conference motion tabled by Sinn Féin sort of in relation to it. As Mary it says, uh, party leader Mary Lou Macdonald said, was a ray of responding to the, to the distress of homeowners. A little bit like now the IB earlier and sort of seeing what way the wind was blowing. I'm not quite sure whether um, that could be taken at its exact word. It might have been more opportunist, I would imagine. But Now, um, look, our own... Uh, uh, local TD, Mike, one of our local TDs, Michael McNamara, voted against it. He's yeah. the only one uh, who mm. voted against the bill. Yeah, well, there was severe, from, cr- there were severe criticism and frustration voiced about the, um, about the time that was allowed to be discussed in the doll, and there was 160 amendments. But again, this is our political system. Mm. Why was there so little time given to it? Because it was brought in late in the year, and what was happening? The lads had to go on holidays, John. God, so, you were, so you're very sceptical. I'm a pessimistic cynic <laughs> at the best of times. What do you think, Pat? I mean, um, yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought <laughs> they, they, they rushed it through now very fast, and, and, and I think there was there was amendments actually um, brought up, and yeah. it wasn't going to cost anything, and it was a change in in how the how, how it's perceived, and they, they wouldn't allow them to go through. Which is was in very democratic, really. We'll have to give. I tell you what. We'll have to give Michael an opportunity of, of explaining to us. On yeah, radio. Yeah, 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 very, 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 very much so. No, yeah. of course, I, I, I sort of. Um, 
councillors? Uh, I was going through uh, the, the schedule so fast I sort of skipped by uh, one of the topics we were going to discuss. But uh, what was uh, it? uh, it's a very important one, um, page three in the champion as well. Expenses, John. Ah, yes. And, and you know, what happens, we'll say, it's not quite the silly season, we'll say, but it's summertime, yeah. you, you know, uh, the weather now hopefully uh, should be okay the weekend, it's not supposed to be great during the week, but uh, mm. what happens, we say, around this time of the year is that the councillor's expenses, we'll say, for the previous year are circulated. Yes, and public knowledge. Yeah, exactly, and it's page one on the champion. Uh, the main headline, Dan Danaher writes, 20% uh, rise in councillors' payments since 2019. Payments to elected members in 2021 totaled almost 900,000 compared to 750,000 in 2019. I suppose there's inflation, I suppose. Oh, yes, you indeed. Know? And then Dan also has, so he's getting great mileage out of this as well. Eight councillors claim for travel to the same Cork conference at a total cost of um, €3,042 to the taxpayer. And we said maybe they, they could have got a minibus and gone together, but uh, obviously not. But uh, yeah, it, take it, two cars and put <laughs> two, two, four in each yeah. car, and so it yeah. only costs uh, a thousand. Yeah, exactly. I know. I think no, you're being a bit hard, but I'll come back to it again. Yeah, but uh, then we we'll say on, on page page three, uh, uh, there there's a picture of a uh, councillor P.J. Ryan. Uh, all work and no play. He says the workload of elected representatives has risen substantially in recent years and can encompass a huge range of issues. Well, no, that's and, true. Uh, absolutely. And yeah. say on, on the list, it gives the whole uh, list of councillors and, and the money that they paid. Now, I, we, we say we've about three or four minutes to discuss this, John, before half time. I'm going to throw the ball into you and tell you uh, I, my thoughts on this opinion. Personally, I think they are entitled to everything that they get, right? Yeah. But the difference, I, uh, I actually think they should be paid more, that the salary that they get should be more, and perhaps there would be a potential to maybe reduce some of the expenses that they get. Because we all get a little bit uptight when we hear about lads claiming expenses. And, you know, unfortunately in the past, uh, there have been issues in relation to it. I'm not alluding uh, to any, any effect that there would be uh, issues in relation to Clare. But my point is... Uh, we've 160 odd probably looking to put it up to 170 with the new census TDs elected to Dáil Éireann to do what? Make law they don't make an awful lot of it and as I said they, talk, they don't spend very much time talking about it but at the same time you can be guaranteed they'll be looking to sort of get a pothole fixed in the road or to sort of get your local passport signed that is in my opinion is the job of the councillors the coun our councillors do great work are literally at the end of a phone 24-7, are on the go the whole time, they should be rewarded, uh, rewarded is the wrong word for it, they should be compen compensated adequately for it, in my personal opinion. I said I'd have no issue with any of the payments that any of them have, have received into it. No. Your thoughts? Well, I can't, I can't disagree with you at all, Luke. You analyse it quite well. And do you know how I'd finance it, John? Yeah. I'd get rid of 70 TDs, and you'd share out the, the salary of 70 TDs to the councillors. So it would be cost-neutral to the state. Well, it would be deepening the impact, the potential impact of democratic action, if you were to follow what mm. you said. That would be, would be so true. But I don't know. Um, we have the two, the two elements. To an extent, the councillors do influence the the legislation because they are representing the parties 
Okay? And, what, and we have found it, that where uh, councillors gathered here in East Clare uh, on issues, and they get co- we get collective action. I know I, I don't want to mention the obvious one that's standing out, but our dear friends down in Broadford have been encouraged by the radio here, uh, have been encouraged by the, uh, the county councillors from the different political parties to make sure to keep up the democratic pressure to ensure that they get uh, the action. And with the pressure put on most significantly by the Broadford you know, action group. That's very true, but they, they were also guided. Yes, guided. point, 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 point. And point supported. Take. And that, that ripple at local level worked its way up to Dublin, mm. you know, and hopefully it will yield the positive result, which is the wastewater treatment in Broadford. Yeah. Pat, your thoughts? Yeah, it was the, the yeah the the, the councillors um, the, the the work held and it was the, there should be a full time job really you know uh, yeah. like th- th- that matter just in relation to you know eight councillors claimed for travel to the same core conference that doesn't mm. look good good I don't no. you know I but, could ex- I, I know lads I I mean I was in I was in the public service there were occasions when it would suit uh, to travel separately. To a particular conference, and one accepts the reality of that. Uh, in the political world, uh, there may not be, you know, it may not actually suit uh, their stance on issues that will be coming up at the conference to which they're travelling. So, yeah, but I uh, said uh, Dan writes in, in his article that he says some councillors opted not to claim any expenses to attend conferences or training in twenty twenty one, and I'm not, we're not going to mention any of them now because it, it's unfair to mention those that claimed, and and we said likewise we won't mention those okay. that didn't claim. But you can re- you can read the, the names are all there on page, page one of the of the champion, and there are other other councillors that have claimed training expenses but didn't submit claims for conferences. You know, so yeah. uh, it's a little bit like but if you if you said to them that okay just say for argument's sake right uh, you get uh, everybody gets just say for argument's sake 2,000 euros mm. each year and that's your you know yes, you, that's your you al- can al- attend al- one conference if you like or you could attend 20 yes, but that's yes. your allocation for the year uh, yeah, I buy that yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny Flynn yeah. says he, uh, he you know on uh, he, he, he lives uh, less than a kilometre from the council headquarters, so he doesn't, he, he's the lowest uh, amount of money um, claimed. But um, he says uh, the workload has increased substantially due to COVID-19. He can no longer meet groups of people to explain a council policy or initiative. He had to contact them by phone or email individually. On Monday, on Monday he worked almost constantly from 10am to 11pm apart from meal breaks. The amount yeah. of emails, phone calls and meetings has increased. He stressed it would be impossible for any council to secure a mortgage or raise a family on the current salary in view of the fact that average industrial wage is about 35000 So I suppose, mm. um, you know, it's, it's nearly a full-time job. It's it is, a full-time yeah, job. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, if, if uh, Peter Ryan is, is mentioning there, well, if, if a waterpipe was... Uh, 
eleven o'clock in the night, uh, the first the first one that'll hit the phone card is a counsellor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has to go out. He'll it's have to true. Work, wait for eleven p.m. at night on a road. Yeah. He has to be clear the counsellor is expected to deal with is expected to deal with the issue. That's right. Yeah, indeed, he is. And yeah. I suppose it should be a really a full time position. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you know it, it, might, it, 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 might, it might attract more people to get involved yeah, because if yeah. they said right, okay, you know. That said, right, some people may be interested in getting involved, but said, I can't afford to take the hit. You know, we said, if I have a full time job and you're going to that, uh, you know, everybody's circumstances are different. Now, Pat. Well, in general, in general our East Clare councillors, we can, we, you know, we, we, have, we have to pay them because they have, they, oh, they do a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, and they work together on, on yep. projects there's and all that. There's so. a few words, John, that we won't normally put together in the same sentence for politicians. There's common sense. <laughs> you know, and uh, we, we, we leave that at Pat, who's alive and dead this week? What are we, we well, saying? Um, the the Scarif Bay Festival is up this weekend, and uh, the, the usual festival for the bank holiday weekend. So, uh, it's a sort of a north south uh, cooperation. Yeah. So, we have Carrick Fergus and Jim McCann. Carrick Fergus, Jim McCann. So, yeah. it's, the, it's the August bank holiday uh, festival taking place in July. Because the bank holiday is Monday the 1st of August. Correct. Right. <laughs> we shall listen to Jim McCann and we'll be back in a few minutes. I wish I was In Carrick, Fergus Only for nights In Ballygrand I would swim over Now, Jim McCann, Carrick Fergus, uh, the cross-border uh, cooperation there uh, uh, all around. And just before we move on to our own neck of the woods, we say for the East Clare um, news in, in the papers. There, there are two bits, uh, both on page nine of the Clare Echo and Pat. One is uh, the late Pat Henchy, a stalwart for Rowan and Clare, has passed away. Yeah, Joe, Joe Marahati has a, an article here on page nine of the Clare Champion and it's in the, in the Clare Echo as well. Uh, Seamus Hayes has it in the Clare Echo. Uh, but I don't know the exact page, but he's, it's, it's, um, he's an, uh, a write up as well. Uh, great for a lot of students of the game, always rose to the university challenge. The late Pat Hinchy was a stalwart for Rowan and Clare in the 50s and 60s, and a legend in university hurling that won him a place on the Fitzgibbon team of the century, Vice Drama of the uh, There's a picture there of the late Pat Hinchy. Pat Hinchy was, was a great student of hurling, and there was nothing he liked better than following the fortunes of Clare when, when they scaled the heights of the big championship games in Munster and on Ireland level. He, <clears throat> he was the same in his support for Cooler, his adopted club in Dublin, that won the Leinster and Ireland titles in, seven, in 2017 and 18, as Conor Callaghan mapped himself down as the best jewel player in the land. Clare and Cooler in full, full flow, there was nothing like it for Pat as he studied analyzed and used and marveled about the quality of the modern game in terms of skill, speed and confidence, swagger and and daring to do in, in, in players like Tony Kelly, Conor Callahan and others at the top of their game. Yeah. It's Great friend of Clare hurling stock. Yeah. Yep. I, I see his Fitzgibbon Cup exploits as well. Uh, 
I will say he, he won a medal with UCC and then transferred to UCD and won a second one. Yeah. And then he did a display in the 1964 final, uh, scoring 4-3 from play for UCD against UCC. Can't mm. argue with that job. Not a, a, good, all, yeah. a good return there. But yeah. uh, we said, may, may, he, may he rest in peace. Indeed. And that, that's a very nice tribute, we'll say, by Joel Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, nice. we're just going to go above that uh, because we have another Joel. Uh, a man that we're, we're familiar with. Uh, there's a, a lovely picture there, we'll say, uh, taken by John Kelly. Uh, Joe Wolf at work on the family bog with all the essentials needed to get through the day. And I do like there's a copy of the Clare Champion there as well. So good, good, good branding, we'll say, for, for, for John there in relation to that. But this is a, an issue that has uh, been raised previously, and it's in relation to uh, burning turf. And Joe believes the energy crisis means we must continue to burn turf. So, Pat. Yeah, Joe, Joe believes the energy crisis means uh, to bring peace from the likes of Germany, Lithuania, Belarus and, and Ukraine. Belarus and Ukraine is, is after all crazy, especially when we have it locally. Joe says, everyone in our family visits the ball almost every year. It's our pilgrimage in some ways. It has been done for generations to use what nature offers in our locality to heat us through the winter period. I remember my late father Charles building a special timber wheelbarrow to bring the, the slain turf from the bank and carefully laying the sods out to dry in the summer sunshine at Jack and Rita Moroni's bog near Muller. I suppose um, it's just it's, uh, to do with uh, the recent um, Eamon Ryan's decision yeah. to the way the, w- the, w- the wind <laughs> was blowing and stopped turf, and then another political said, "Ah, but sure, you can have it for yourselves, lads." You know. If you do you remember? It, do you remember how popular a day in the bog was? as a title for an essay in the primary school. It, we'll say it might have been a popular title for an essay, John, but I, I, for, for a, an actual day spent, it might have been a, yeah. a popular occupation. Well, as Joe, as Joe, in his article here, as he outlines there, that um, there was always the promise of an ice cream at Sexton's on the way, yeah. way home. Okay. Oh, you want to go for the ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your back could be so. Did you ever work in the bog, Luke? <coughs> no, John. All right, you're out. No. How about you? Oh, I did. I did work with the John. I did, and I was a young fellow, yeah. Are you still cutting? Yeah, I do, but I cut with the machine. The slain is out. I don't cut with the slain anymore. And I just put a bit of the machine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think we have to adjust to the reality that turf cutting will be um, banned eventually? It probably will be phased out eventually. There won't be anyone to do it anyway once... once Maybe my generation or a few like that go. The, I don't see any young people in the bog, or, or, and you wouldn't blame them as well. I remember bringing my two lads to the bog when I was when they were small. Yeah, and we wouldn't be both ten minutes, and they'd have to go home. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be hard to blame a, a young lad. And what about the picnic that would be brought? Well, they didn't care about the picnic. All they wanted to do was get home. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Picnic wouldn't be much consolation for a day of slave, no, no. slave labour, John. Yeah. I think. But yeah. anyway, listen, we're we're we're, go, we're going to move on. Mm. Uh, page eight in, in the champion. Uh, scene is set for return of Scarif Harbour Festival after two years, uh, which is ongoing at the moment. A, a nice picture there again by John Kelly, uh, with uh, committee members there and taking on a boat down in uh, the, the harbour. And uh, we, we're just lots of the activities that are taking place. And I suppose we, we could sort of move on, we'll say, from page eight and page nine. And we'll go to, um, we'll say, page... 13, 14 and 15 because in the champion 
because basically uh, our normal page 13 East Clare Notes is basically a big ad for the Fecal Festival, yeah. which starts, we'll say, on Thursday the 4th to Monday the 8th. But we'll say before, before that, we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll go forward to go, to go back. And we'll say uh, the Harbour Festival gets a, an ad there on page 15, uh, with Martin Hayes tuning up to the festival as well, we'll say, who, who would have given it a, a talk about his story at Scarif Library yesterday as part of the festival, hopefully uh, recorded and uh, for posterity and will be broadcast at a later date. But yeah, that would be an interesting, interesting programme. Absolutely. Yeah, ab absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Now, in, in page 14 instead of 13, uh, councillors under pressure for positive news about a new car park for Scarif. Oh, indeed. The now, constant cry is... I can't get a place to park in Scarf on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Uh, yeah. Now, is that a good thing in its own way? Does it have a beneficial knock-on? Does it appear that Scarf is making it out there in the de decaying countryside? Hmm? I, I would disagree. Look, at this point in time, there's a factory down in Whitegate, okay? Mm -hmm. And there are 15 vacancies for a general operative at the moment. Yeah. 15 positions? Yeah. 15. Yeah. Badly needed. We're talking to the manager th this evening. Yeah, yeah. And he's saying straight out, he says, we are inundated with, uh, uh, with um, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, offers a buying with the business inundated yeah and we can't we can't meet the targets because we need 15 more men Good and women yeah. to work in China yeah. Yeah. yeah now a certain amount of that might be due to sort of you know COVID and all the rest of it a lot of people a lot of premises are short of staff Erling is John <laughs> we'll say you know being short of in staff the, in, included in, I suppose you know? in, in the in the hospitality section Luke yeah, primarily that's where they the, the short if it's short. Yeah, well, but it's not just hospitality, John. Yeah, you know, see, so. uh, but I'm giving you here. I, I I said to to him. I said, look, I am going to raise this, you mm. know, with my colleagues. Mm. No right. We're talking about jobs, not just Mickey Mouse jobs. Local jobs, right? Yeah. No job. Mm. Um, helping to keep yeah. East Clare alive, and that's out in Whitegate. Mm. Yeah. Well, so now I mean. Um, this is all contributing to enhanced, you know, uh, if you like, buying and selling in the East Clare area. And Scarf is emerging as the, as the main retail business centre. Yeah. But, but in a way, John, it always was, right? And if yeah. you ask me, it, it has not kept up with what the times what, with, with, with the times no mm. uh, no we say the issues with relation to the parking you could always go back to what was done the last time there were works mm. done in major works done in around yeah. scarf where you reduce the number of parking spots yes and i think it's still a victim of that but i see councillor burke will say in um uh the we say article uh, we said himself and Joe Cooney sought an, uh, an update on progress with the Scarif Rural Regeneration Project, particularly yes. the car park element. And uh, 
Councillor Burke agree that the issue of parking is a challenge. Pressure is really coming on us from the general public on the issue of parking. Yes. I, now, he raises a good point. Local to me, which is Whitegate, our post office has closed and people are now being directed to Scarif, which adds to the problem. Yes. says, my mother is elderly and won't drive to Scarif because the perception is that it is difficult to get parking. Mm. That's Pat Burke now, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the perception is there. You say, you know, you say at the week at the weekends, but it's not only it's difficult to get parking, but there, there's, you can argue there's not enough there. And that will say the premises that are there, you know, will say the way the way, the way that things are laid out, it, it is hard, hard to get it. But Pat, what are your thoughts as a, you know, you passing through? Yeah, well, I suppose, uh, uh, normally, uh, I, I, like, you obviously have a Tuesday sometimes, and, and during the week, uh, I've been over the different times, but there wouldn't be an awful lot of places to park, and I suppose, uh, I suppose maybe we're just one bit too greedy, we all want to park outside the door when we yep. went to the shop. Well, that, that, is an, that is certainly <laughs> an, is a, a, an issue as well. Yeah. But, um, but like, John, I... I, 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 I think, just before we go, Luke, uh, yeah. Paulie has a story here as well on, the, on page nine of the Echo, and uh, parking, we, we just crisis point parking like that. And um, uh, the MD of the municipal district, the acting senior executive officer in the Kilo MD, Morgan Lehrer, explained that the project includes a proposed care that multi-service hub, central hub, and a public realm upgrade to the market house and fairway. They also, also confirmed that the purchase of land close to the town centre to service the care that was ongoing as a property acquisition with Clare County Council, surveying and building design options. They have was hopeful of submitting a third uh, aid application in the coming months. Pat, the re regeneration um, um, project, uh, yeah. project has, I think, three elements in it. In my, my it has, yeah, yeah. Mind, okay. yeah. And uh, it's a question of pushing parking up to the first position. Yeah, okay. Okay. At the moment, it, it wasn't, I gather. Yeah. And I understand that. Um, at least the rumour is anyway that the land for parking has practically been bought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I, that's what I hear out there. Okay. So, there is a need mm. and there is a focus by the councillors to push mm. the actual parking question into a priority position. But there's a, there's a fine Sam McKellen parking area down beside the hotel houses that didn't keep it there, wasn't they? Weren't they using that for a while? Where about? Uh, and down, be, down by the hotel. That would be private property, Pat. So. Yeah, but I thought they, were using, they yeah. were using it for a while there. They were. Yeah, yeah. There, there was an agreement with the landowner yeah. there yeah. For, for a period of time. And then there's one down across from the map as well. There's a, an area there. Who owns that? Is it, that is it the map? Does the map that beside the, the... Yeah, you'd see councils, uh, Dawn and Sand. Beside sometimes. the recycling centre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that belongs to the council. Is that belongs to the council or is it belongs to the map? I'm not 100% sure yeah. now. Maybe it's just maybe yeah. it's a bit yeah. too far down. But, but uh, in but, one but, way, it's a good, it's, it's a good problem. It is it's such a demand. And it should eventually be solved, I suppose. Yeah, but there's another uh, issue in relation to demand, John, which we won't spend too much time on it because I'll start ranting and raving more than <laughs> usual. Um, well, is Clare in need of electric vehicle charging points? You know, uh, well, Tom. You know that we we we've spoken yeah, about, it, it? about it before. I don't know. I, I, I I'm happy to see uh, Pat, Councillor Pat Hayes. He made an appeal and he said, "Quote: I'm being asked every day about this, and I'd like a progress report." Indeed, and tourists coming into East Clare could be at a serious disadvantage if they are driving an EV. 
with a trivagal due to a lack of the rapid charge. And it's charged with. It's a problem, all right. When you think about it, we'd have to. The nearest one is where? Ennis. Ennis. Uh, Asher, look, I mean, it's, that's ridiculous. But I think that's going to be resolved uh, fairly quickly. Isn't yeah, it? Mr. Mr. Lehev said here in the end of the article, uh, Mr. Lehev said, everyone is aware of the situation in Scarif and that it will be not left out of the charge or plan. So they must have plans to yeah, install it some, at some I, stage. I, I, yeah, but I said, I, I'll believe it when, when, I, when I see it. You would not be waiting. No, <laughs> no you, wouldn't want, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be waiting. But yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I said, uh, Councillor Hayes made a very good point. No disrespect to the rest of the county, but we're the only area without EV chargers, to which he is 100% correct. Yes. Because the municipal district has no public char- charging mm. points. Right, now listen, I, I forgot one bit. There, there are two bits in relation to Killaloo. Um, members yeah. of Killaloo Council set to get and to work on fair, fair faci- facilities. Yeah. Uh, upgrading playground a priority for a community group, which also plans to address abandoned public buildings. Lovely photograph there. Eddie O'Gorman uh, with the new, new mayor. He's not wearing the badge or, or the, the chain. Yeah. He's out with a yeah. and, sweeping brush. Uh, Joe <laughs> Forlong and Sarsha Gorman in front working and cleaning up the immediate area around Tubbermore well in Killaloo and said we, we, wish, yeah. we wish them well. Luke, we also when we were talking about the festival, the Scarf Harbour Festival and the Fecal yes. uh, f- traditional festival which in its turn begins in the middle of next week. But there's a photograph of our old friend Martin Hayes. Sitting on a hay bale. Uh, a bale, no. Not, bale. not on a rick. I, I know, on a bale. <laughs> okay. And what yeah. an evocative shot it is. Of, evocative of the past. I'm sure there's many a hay shed around O'Callaghan's Mills, <laughs> Pat, that would have had a bit of music at the end of the hay, haymaking day. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, there were still down dances and things like that back yeah. along the years. Yeah. You remember yeah. them, Pat? Yeah. Mm. With great... Uh, yeah. What's the feeling? Yeah, so the, yeah, you 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 there's a phone anywhere and a few deals and things. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said I'm going to move on, lads, because we're yeah, nearly out of time. Just uh, kill uh, page six of the champion Killaloo glamping development given to go ahead by the planning department. Uh, plans for uh, Dan Dan her writing plans for glamping development on the outskirts of Killaloo have been given the green light. Uh, there is approval for six glamping pods, a toilet block, car parking area access. For cars, wastewater treatment plant, and ancillary works at Lack and Baum, Killaloo, subject to nine planning uh, conditions. So, hopefully, that'll bring a few uh, people into the area. And I wonder, was a charging point one of their conditions for their planning? But uh, I'm, no. I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. And one other thing Fiona has an article on page seven, Pat. Uh, and I, I'd have to point out. The champion, I think, are making a bit of a comeback they, in, in in relation to um, covering East Clare. Well, a little bit, yeah, yeah. but but, uh, but, go the, yet, the, but the, the, their headlines are improving uh, yes. because, as I said, uh, we've some very good uh, commentary in, in the Clare Echo. But uh, carry on camping as restrictions floated. Pat, tell us all about it. Yeah, Fiona has this has a story here on page seven of the Clare Champion. Ahead of the August Bank Holiday weekend, renewed concerns have been voiced about a spike in un- unauthorized camping at a and the floating of bylaws at a number of waterside amenities in East Clare. Local councillors were told that at one small harbour, signage showing the camping is prohibited had been painted over and blanked out by those allegedly using the car park overnight. At the July meeting of the Killaloo Municipal District Committee, 
Councillor Pat Borg highlighted recent issue of water side facilities at Killaloo Channel Romain. Unfortunately, there is vandalism and antisocial behaviour going on this summer at some of the our ministries, he said. If you take a tidal block in Mount Shannon, if you take the tidal block in Mount Shannon, there are constant issues every week. I have spoken to the Gardaí about this and they are aware of it. The White Gate Native also expressed his annoyance at issues involving jet skis in Killaloo and Mount Shannon. Some people are responsible jet ski users, but the majority are not, he said. So How do you course, feel about, about the jet ski use? Yeah, but I suppose they, they, there, is, um, there is bylaws there, but I suppose they, they float those, those, those laws. You're, you're only supposed to go at a certain speed on the, on the water. Bylaws, Luke, are they, they the function of the Gardaí? Uh, the operation of them? Are they, uh, it depends on what the bylaws actually is are. Is that it? Yeah, mm-hmm. some, some are council and all the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, but you'd imagine they should, they should introduce a, a speed limit the same as the road on the water with those jet skis. I thought, and, and, I thought and, and, there was. And, and penalise people. I, you, you, the, you see, there's a bit of a grey area, I think. Yeah, there's a little bit like this grey country of ours, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah, uh, mm. I, I would think the only solution to it would be to ban them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Does uh, that feel like hitting... Uh, jet skis know? are invariably more meant for the sea, John. They're not meant as much for lake activities, in my opinion. You sort of said, if you want to get around the lake, use a, use a little fishing boat. Mm. I said yeah. they're, they're a vanity. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's plenty of people use them legitimately, but for a lot they're a vanity project. And oh look at me, I've got a big jet ski, and I. Uh, yeah. It is only I think going to be a matter of time before we have a tragedy in relation to some idiot that's using a jet ski beyond his level of loses skill control and mm-hmm. lose control, and an accident could happen, which yeah. we, we hope uh, never does, but. It's one of those things where you'd sort of said, if you woke up in the morning to hear the news, you'd be there. It was I told only, you it so. Was, it was only a matter of time. I this saw it myself, by the way, Luke, yeah. yesterday in Mount, uh, Mount Shannon. Mm. Uh, and the, the guy in question uh, was, what we would say in the roadway, he was driving dangerously. Yeah. Uh, and certainly interfering with the... Uh, wider use of the area around the bay yeah, yeah. in Mount Shannon. Yeah. You know, because how could they? How they yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, listen, I would say that it's near time for us to go. Uh, there's loads of pictures of uh, tractors all over Clare Champion, pictures from John Kelly. Uh, it was the annual Matty McInerney and Michael Flynn Memorial Tractor Run from Mullock Tennis Diamond. There's and loads of pictures. Pat, you watched I just have one here, uh, Luke. Kilmel Festival of Fun is on the weekend, this weekend as well. And they have, what they have on is peak races. Pig. Pig racing, yeah. So, <laughs> and they have, they have the jumps and all there for them. There's a very good uh, sign there. Is it Beaches Brook? Yeah, Beaches. Excellent. Right, listen, we're, we're, we're nearly done. John, thank you. You're Pat, welcome. thank you. <coughs> thank and, you. Uh, Pat, your last uh, well, duty for today is to tell us what we're playing out we'll, we'll, we'll have Penny O'Malley with the Black Velvet Band. The Claddy Riley Black Velvet Band. Hopefully the band will be all back together next week and we shall talk to you soon. Take care. Buy, buy a paper, support your local media. In a neat little town they call Belfast Apprentice to trade I was bound And many's the pleasant hour I spent in that sweet little town Till a sad misfortune came over me But caused me to stray from the land 
far away from my friends and relations to follow the black velvet band. 